Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. We're talking basketball. NBA time and we're on the air. We're ready to clap boards and our crossover's not fair. Uh, throw the ball up in the air. We'll give- Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. It is the last Monday in February. Can't believe the Valentine's Day, Black History Month, all of it's going behind us, and spring training's here, but it's all going to be soon, Ray, about March Madness. We'll end the show with the NBA. Listen. Big Ten, they're already going to get into the tournament. This season just ended. But my main question to you is, with the FBI probe, <clears throat> all the scandal that seems to be going down, will this potentially put a dark cloud over March Madness if we lose players and coaches, Sean Miller, Eaton played? But, you know, we're still waiting. We don't know what's coming around the corner after what happened with Patino in Louisville and Arizona. Will this destroy our fun of March, Ray? What do you think is going to happen? So I don't think it will destroy March Madness, but it certainly puts a damper on it. I'll tell you what, you can't not feel as if this is, you know, it puts a little sour taste in your mouth. Now, some of the stuff they're going after is ridiculous. Like somebody got $17 in extra cheesecake, and it's like, really? Now you're just stretching. Um, you know, all the rules are outdated. Let's be honest. Mark Emmert probably needs to go, but they also need to make major changes and consider a stipend or payment for these athletes. It's minor league sports. We all know this. It is, it is, but I, I do think that the issues, in some ways, it's very simple, right? They generate a lot of revenue for the school, but in other ways, it's complicated because. What about the non-revenue generating school uh, sports? So it really just becomes a stipend for football and basketball. And then what happens if your school, you know, makes money and then loses money? So do they start kick, cutting back on the stipend? So it's not simple, but you know what? There's a lot of smart people out there. Put your heads together and figure it out because there's no doubt that these kids, you know, at first it was, oh, they're getting a college scholarship. That's great. But now there's billions of dollars out there. And, and oh, they're they making should billions. Be, they yeah. should be, you know, a stipend. And, and maybe it's, you know, after, you know, you get some of it while you're in school and some of it after, after you graduate. I don't know what it is. But put right. out some ideas. Let the people vote on it. Let, let the, let the uh, minds at play get some input because the system needs to change. That's 100%. I don't have any doubt about that. This current system's broken. Right, and we had Seth Davis on a few years back, and he spoke long about this, and it's very true, and there's the hypocrisy, right? When coaches can make millions, the universities, you know, television contracts, they're building science and math buildings really off of football and basketball programs, and we know basketball is not any different from other sports in terms of having illegal payments. We know it goes on in football as well. One thing I did not know that I think is extremely unfair, baseball and hockey can get agents where football and basketball can't. Now, some of that might be an issue in terms of their minor league system. Some of it could be race, but I definitely know it's unfair. So they've got to figure that out as well. And, you know, 
going after a kid for a, a meal, $75 dinner for a mother. I mean, it's, it's trifling. Like, come on. Like, what are we talking about here? So, but on the court, though, let's look at this top 25, Ray, because, you know, Virginia's going to number one. Then we got Michigan State, Xavier Villanova. Duke is five. They're playing Virginia Tech now. And this week they closed, you know, the ACC um, at home against North Carolina. Kansas beat Texas Tech over the weekend, and there's a big game tonight with Texas Tech, West Virginia. Right now, what's your feel? Like, if you had to sort of, you know, depends on how this week finishes, but who, are your, who are your four number one seeds? I'll give you mine afterwards. But what, what's Ray thinking for the four top seeds? So, you know, a lot of this depends on health, how people are playing, but if you look at the season and you say to yourself, who are the top teams? I don't think there's any doubt in my mind anyway, that the one team that gives you a little pause is Xavier, but I'm going to say Xavier's out. I'm going to say, if you think about it and people are going to say big conference bias, East coast bias, I'm going to say Virginia clearly has been dominant in the ACC and their defense is stifling. Michigan State preseason number one. Uh, turns out that uh, Bridges got in. A, you know, is is he going to be affected by all this scandal and whatever? So I think they're yeah, a number one. Uh, yeah, but you never know how the psyche and the fans will get on him. And just like they did your boy DeAndre Ayton, they were screaming a hundred thousand, whatever they were saying. Yeah, yeah. His, you know, under his skin. Uh, Villanova. <laughs> Another one of those. In one year, he's bringing like millions to that school. <laughs> yeah. So Villanova, and oh, we got to talk about Alonzo Trier too, with the, with the substance and his body. For yeah, two that's years his second time again. But but that's apparently the chemists say that that could be from from two years ago. That they could still have remnants in his body. I don't know. Oh, really? I, that, that's yeah, that's that's beyond me. Yeah. Because he says he didn't take anything since that one time, and the NCAA knew about it. And so, you know, and, and why would you do it again if you already caught one? So I tend to think the kid is is speaking truthfully. Um, yeah. And then I would say number five is is the question: Do you put Xavier down? Maybe. Look, if Marvin Bagley's there, I gotta think Duke's a number one. I just think that they're so talented, and they're so. Duke so would be your fourth number one talented. seed, really. That's right. Yeah. So I two ACC. But Ray, if Duke doesn't two, win the, the ACC championship, let's say they get to the final. No, you said we, today. That's right. You said today. Look, if, okay, if okay. Duke loses in the semis, if Duke loses maybe even in the final, I'm just because you got to give it to Duke the Big Twelve champ, right? Probably Kansas. Um, you know they're winning the regular season title. Big win over the weekend for them. But if they close out and beat Texas at home and then at Oklahoma State. And basically, when I, I would think the Big Twelve champion or Gonzaga has got a shot for that fourth number one seed, don't you? Yeah, I mean you're right in looking at the fairness of it. If you win your title, if you win your conference championship, but I'm looking at who is the best five players on the court, and to me, that's oh, Duke for any of those talent. conversations. Yeah. Right? Duke is so. So that's where the conflict is. And what about Xavier? I mean, their record, their resume. They, no, they're really legit. And, and wait, wait, don't sleep on Purdue with the senior leadership, a sophomore. They have some talent. And uh, Purdue is 
a sleeping giant. They could be a very no, and if Purdue would and if Purdue would beat Michigan State, right? If they beat Ohio yeah. State, they beat Michigan State. You know, those are quality top what top five or six wins. That's that's legit too. So look, there are probably eight or nine teams that could be number one seeds. But before tournament play, I like those four. Who are your four? Well, I kind of agree with you. I, I think I've seen Duke be very topsy-turvy this year. And I don't know if it's – some of it's been health, but a lot of it has been more about their defense. They sometimes – Grayson Allen's not aggressive enough. And clearly, to me, they're probably the number one or two most talented team, although they don't have much of a bench. But I, I would tend to – I think it's going to play out that it's Virginia, Michigan State, Villanova – and then probably going to wind up being Kansas. Kansas showed me enough going in and getting revenge um, on Texas Tech for them losing the first time around. I think Kansas, Devontae Graham, he balled out. I think he's getting mature. He learned a lot, you know, playing with uh, your boy Frank Mason last year. And I think Graham is ready to be a leader. And I think Bill Self, they have some talent on that team. Now, you know, Evans has got to be healthy for Texas Tech. You know, he's just getting back. But, you know, they're going to clearly probably be on that, you know, two, three line. It, it's going to be fun. I think the first 16 could be fascinating. I think for one, the one thing for me that I'm fascinated about is the SEC. Because they're talking about them maybe getting eight teams. And at the top of that is like Auburn and Tennessee. It's not your Kentucky, Florida usually suspect. So I don't know how to really gauge how tough the SEC is, can you imagine them getting eight teams and they said uh, ACC with nine, Big 12, uh, maybe eight, and SEC eight. Do you believe in the SEC uh, this year with, with Kentucky and Florida not being the best of that? Kentucky's in the top 25 now, 23. How do you view them, Russ? I don't know that I view them as – you know what it is? It's sort of mediocre depth. Uh, at the end of the day – your league is judged on a few things, but first is how many teams you have in the top 25, then how many teams you get into the dance, but more importantly, how many you get into the sweet 16. I mean, to me, that's the judge of how, how strong your league is. And obviously final four, right? There's only four teams and there's five major leagues. Uh, so I would say that the SEC, even if they were to get seven, I don't know if they'll get eight, but let's say they'll get seven in. I don't know if I look at those teams and Auburn might surprise some people. Alabama's was disappointing. Alabama's got the talent, yeah. They do, but they've been disappointed. They haven't, they haven't been consistent on the court. And, again, they're, they're mentioned in the FBI report. So yeah. I don't see them getting more than two into the Sweet 16. You know, I don't see two, maybe three teams winning two games. I mean, so to me – they're they're way behind. Even though they let's say they get eight, but I think they're way behind the other big conferences. I, I would say that uh, you know them in the Pac-12 maybe, but they're behind the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the ACC for sure. Okay. And even well, the Big East. The, let's switch to the to the NBA. I mean, it's going to be great. And Duke North Carolina Saturday night, so we'll we'll be strapping up for that and and see if North Carolina can sweep them this year. I can't wait, but. Ray, the, the Golden State Warriors were like, listen, we're not having it anymore, OKC. We played with you. You beat us the first two times. But this battle, and then, you know, I think they play again April 3rd. 
in OKC. Now, Zaza, you, you could debate whether or not he was a little dirty or not. But I think at the end of the day, when the Warriors don't joke around and turn the ball over, they've got they can handle OKC. OKC, they need to maybe get a pick up one of these buyout contract players off the bench to help them. But I was very impressed by the Warriors win and the Spurs over the Cavs. But give me your thoughts on them, and then let's talk about what happens to the Timberwolves without Jimmy Butler and, and the surgery. Did they stay officially? If, he, if he's done for the season, could he come back in the playoffs? Well, he has to come back for the playoffs. The problem is, let's say you come back for the playoffs. If you're the four seed, or even you catch San Antonio, you're the third seed, but let's say they're the four seed, you're playing in a four or five matchup, and let's say you squeak by that, you're playing Golden State in the next round. And even if Jimmy Butler comes back, you know he won't have his legs, so you could basically write him off. Um, well, they but they could have passed past Portland in the four or five. Right now, it'd be Minnesota, Portland in the four or five. But okay, then Pelicans but, but are moving up the spot. They're up to six. That's fine. But my my point is that if Jimmy Butler only comes back midway through that first round series, he's only going to have three, four, five, six days to get ready for Golden State. And you know, you need to have been playing for a month to be even ready to right. get up. But and I don't think the they would have beat State. Golden State this year. No, but you want to give them a run for the money. You want to win a game. No, no, you're you right. Just to kind of get your, get your confidence. But look, uh, San Antonio, I'm worried about them. Like th- th- this marriage with Kawhi Leonard, right? It, does that mean that they're going to have to get rid of him? I mean, you don't give up on a Kawhi Leonard, but something happened there. But with the medical staff and the quad and the coming yeah. back too early, so I don't know what's happening there. We'll have to get some of our Texas reporters down there on the scene. But <laughs> for us, for us as fans, look, they lost four in a row. They handled Cleveland. Uh, th- that's just who San Antonio is, right? They tend to come out swinging with their when their backs are to the wall. Without Kawhi, they don't have a chance. Maybe they don't even win a first round. But certainly they, they, they hit the wall in the second round. Uh, as for Golden State, look, they're clearly the best team. They just – they just need a challenge, right? And when you poke the bear, you get you get bitten, right? So so this is the time when they're going to turn it on, and now you're going to see them put their throat on people, and they're going to win games by 20 that should be close. They're just that much better, more talented. And unless you punch them in the mouth, unless you do what the what the 85, no 80, what is that? The 84. Celtics did to the Lakers, you know, their showtime. But they got a toughness streak too, though, with Zaza and with, with Draymond Green. And a Zaza's couple a little others, dirty, you know. though. I think he's, he is he's a little dirty, but he gives him some toughness. But he gives him oh, some yeah, toughness, yeah, though. He's not just a pretty boy like, like some of the rest of the, you know, the folks here. Well, but they also have our boy David West. So they, they're tough enough, and Draymond they Green. Do. I think the Warriors. So that's the thing. I mean, you, you, to me, you need to do something opposite. I don't think you can outscore them. I don't think you can outshoot them. I don't think you can outrun up and down the court on them. You got to try something different. You got to slow the game down. You got to right. and okay, see at the end of the day, pay. might have that the best option to beat them more than the Rockets because the Rockets have, like you said, they're similar to them. I like adding Brandon Wright and Joe Johnson, but they might not be physical enough. Although they have PJ Tucker and Luke Mambute. So, but let's get ready to wrap it up, Ray. Um, are you trusting the process? Because it looks like the Sixers are, are going to hold on maybe. 24 games left, 23 for some teams. Hey, Philly might be a playoff team. That, that would be fantastic. 
I think it'd be great for the league. It would be. It would be. The only thing would be to lose one more year, miss the playoffs, and let Joel Embiid rest. <laughs> Save him so he's super fresh for next year. But, yeah, they're a playoff team. I like Philly. I think that the, the sky's the limit for those guys next year. Yeah, well, we'll get back at, we'll get back into it a little bit more Friday, and we'll you know spring training started. U.S. was fifth in the Olympics. Norway took took home the first place ranking. And Friday we, we got to talk a little bit about the combine and Blake Bortles' three year deal. So it's going to be a lot. So let's have a great sports week, Ray. Too much drama in the news, you know, and a lot of stuff. So let's have sports and have some fun. Yeah, have a great sports week. See you on Friday.